0: Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. So, today we're gonna to talk about, we're gonna continue our series on uh, handling earthly things in a heavenly way. Now, my original plan was to have two weeks of this. However, uh, when I got into this next this today, uh, I realized it's gonna take me two weeks to discuss this situation. So uh, it's going to take two weeks. So you need to come next week to hear the final thing. Because if you leave today, uh, you might not get the whole picture. So I want to encourage you to get the whole picture. Now, um, normally I'm a preacher. If you've been around, you know I tend to jump around and laugh a lot and scream and you know all the things that preachers tend to do. Uh, but today is a bit of, teaching that I'm going to do so I'm going to be teaching so if I'm standing still today it's probably you some of you be happy Uh, others will be uh, you know wishing I was running around so I'm going to teach today and and before I teach I'm kind of going to start off where we left off last week with a video so uh, let's just watch this video I think you'll understand it once you see it hmm and that's what happens yeah That's what it's like. We want God to be in charge. We want him to be in control. We want him to make decisions for our life. But when he starts making decisions that don't reflect what we want, we tend to argue, yeah? No one's saying amen. That must mean it's an amen. It's one of those silent amens. Last week we started off talking about this uh, and we talked about some foundations of handling earthly things in a heavenly way. And I mentioned, we started out, and this is kind of the first one that we talked about, and that is that God's way is right or is good and right, amen? Amen. Yep, at least some people are saying amen. Let me try that again. Uh, uh, God's way is right and true, amen? I mean, we know this, and and yet we argue with him, and he doesn't understand the situation. And, And if you remember correctly, I said last week that God doesn't have an opinion on anything. He's right. He doesn't have an opinion. If you ask him about a subject, it's not his opinion. What he says is right. And I know that's difficult. But we have to start out with that truth. We have to start there to do anything, to, to understand any way of uh, dealing with this world. If we want to follow Jesus, if we want to follow the Lord, then we have to understand that he is right. And it doesn't really matter whether we're right or wrong. I know that's not the best sounding thing in the world. Please, I'm just the messenger. Okay? The second thing is, you won't understand any of it. You can't understand any of uh, heavenly ways or godly ways without having the Spirit of God in you. And the only way to have the Spirit of God in you is to be born again, to surrender your life and say, God, you are the one. You are in charge. I surrender, and I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit so I might understand your ways. And I mentioned that, you know, there is an act of time in which you become a child of God. But I would say this: that uh, almost on a daily basis, we need to renew our minds with the spiritual things, so that we handle things on this earth in a heavenly way. Remember how I mentioned how heaven does not—it doesn't work. Uh, heavenly things do not work the same way as earthly things. On earth, one plus one equals two. In heaven, one plus one equals a thousand if you, read first, if you read Psalms 91. In heaven, in order to get multiplication, you start with subtraction. Now if you don't understand any of that and you say, what is he talking about? Just go look at last week's podcast and you'll understand it, I think, a little better. So heavenly things need to be understood in a heavenly way. And the only way to have a heavenly mind is to be born again. There's no other way around it. Number three is that everything is connected. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. This one is key to understanding life, that everything is connected. Let me say it this way, just so you understand it. Make it simple. Everything is spiritual. Everything. Everything is spiritual. Things on earth the way you handle them is it spiritual. It, says, it shows you where your spiritual nature is. Everything you deal with is, it, is spiritual. You either handle it in a heavenly spiritual way or in another way, which is also spiritual. It's just not in a heavenly spiritual way. Everything is connected. You can't get around it. We all live in the same ocean. And what I do in my part of the ocean affects your part of the ocean. If I pollute my part, you get polluted. If I do good in my part, you get blessed. That's how it works. And then number four I mentioned last week is, you know, how you handle earthly things, I kinda just said that. How you handle earthly things will show you how well connected you are to heavenly things. It's true. No way around it. It's the way it is. Boy. Is it me or is it getting quiet in here? Maybe I'm boring. I, I, who knows what's going on? Okay, so. And then Jesus comes on to earth and he starts walking around and some guys come up to him and try to trick him. They try to trick him. And the way they try to trick him is they, they want to trick him so that they can trap him so that he can be, they, can make, they can cause him to make enemies either of Rome or even of the, of the, the Israelite, Israelis, right, the nation. So he's like in this place, and they come up, and they ask a very smart question. They say, God, they say, they say Jesus, are, you, are we supposed to pay taxes? Ah, taxes! Now, you have to understand that back in Rome, uh, uh, you know, that time, Rome was over everyone, and they hated Rome. Oh, the Israelis, the Israelites hated Rome. And, 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 and they didn't think they should pay taxes to someone who wasn't, uh, 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 you know, godly. And why should I ever do that? And You know, and so now if, if he says don't pay taxes, the Romans are going to get him. And, and if he says do pay taxes, well then, you know, he's in trouble with the, with, with the citizens, his own people. And he gets really smart. And he says, show me a coin. And he says, what's on the coin? And they say, uh, Caesar's on coin. And he says this in... Mark chapter 12, he says, then, well, then, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. Now, in that statement, I got some bad news. He is telling us to pay our taxes. And there's plenty of other places in the, in the, in the Word of God that says that we are supposed to, uh, what's the word? abide by the law of the land and that has to do with paying taxes now I'm not going to tell you where that line is uh, you deal with it you deal with it that's not a fun one so in the first part he's basically saying that in the second part he's asking the question what belongs to God and so that's the question we're going to talk about today what belongs to God that's a, question. It's a good question now as soon as I ask the question, what belongs to God, I think of this story, uh, something that happened with my kids. Now, when my kids were like, you know, 11 years old, 12 years old, oh, speaking of kids, you know, yeah, walk of shame, walk of shame. Anyways, uh, (laughs) it's not a walk of shame. Go get your kid and help them out. Anyways, um, so what belongs to God? The story is this, that my kids, when they were about 11 years old, uh, you know, I would give them money, like, because they, they wanted to go out, you know, and spend on things, so I would give them some money, and they would have some money to spend, you know, and I remember one time I was at, you know, I drove up to the store, and I didn't have any money on me. For some reason, I didn't have any money on me, so I looked over at, I, I can't remember if it was Rachel or Renee, I can't remember who it was, uh, I just said, hey, kid, and I didn't say that, but I said, you know, whoever it was, Rachel, Rachel, give me, you know, let me borrow some money. Give me, give me give me, 20 bucks. Give me 20 bucks. And she'd look, of course, as soon as I said, give me $20, she'd, you know, come on, just give me the money, you know. So, of course, I'd give her the money. She'd give me the money. And the next day, we'd be walking around, and Rachel would say to me, Dad, you owe me $20. And I'd say to myself, now, wait a minute, something's not right here i gave her the money in the first place i asked for some back and she tells me i owe her something as if she had something in the first place you're catching the principle here see the fact of the matter is everything that you own everything that you have everything that has ever been given to you has been given to you by god can i get an amen it's the truth. Everything you have, life itself, time, all of it has been given to you by God. Amen? So do this, do, do do this for me. Just just go like this. Take a look at it. Thank you, God. You know, this is why David was not too far off this morning. He didn't know what I was going to share. And you know, he's saying, Be thankful for everything. Some of us look at this and go, why God you know you know thank you God thank you God go like this do this go and then say thank you God because even the breath that you breathe is given to you through the grace of God amen so we have to start off by saying that everything we have belongs to God so in a sense, we owe him everything, amen? Now, I'm just starting out right. I'm just, don't kill the messenger, I'm just giving you the truth. It's supposed to set you free. I don't know what it's doing to you right now, but it's the truth. Now here's the thing. We have to deal with one other issue here when, as we get into this study, because it's, it's really gonna be a study today. Um, And I'll finish again next week, as I said. But it's not just so much what belongs to God. But the question is, is what is the purpose? Why did he give it to us? See, why did he give us what we have? That is a huge question. And to me, that question really answers and helps me with everything else to understanding why he gives us. What he gives us. And with that, um, I want to start a, a, a basically kind of just the story of, of, of the Bible. So you understand the situation. You understand it. I, I, I use this term kind of like origins of support. But almost origins of purpose is really what I'm talking about more than even. It's not about money. Okay? It's, it's a whole other. It's, it's so, much, so much more spiritual than that. Okay? So I wanna just share with you kind of kind of how it all started so you can kind of get a feel and understanding of what's happening. And like I said, if you don't come next week, you need to listen to the podcast for next week because I finished what I'm gonna say, okay? So it all started with this guy called Abram, okay? Uh, they turn, his name turned into Abraham later, but his beginning was Abram, and in Abram, chapter 12 of Genesis, God gives uh, Abram a promise, and through Genesis 12 and Genesis 15 and Genesis 17, he continues to give Abram a promise. And basically, he says, Abram, look at the stars in the sky. He said, That is the number of children that you will have. Okay? And basically, what he says is, through this promise, he says, I'm going to, I'm going to, from your seed, from, from your seed, I'm going to build a community, a, a, a group of people, and those people will, will become my people. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And we call those people the, the nation of Israel. That's what it turned into. But I believe, honestly, it was not intended to actually be, not that it wasn't supposed to be a nation, but, but they were never supposed to have kings or any of that. If you know the story at all, when, when the nation, when, the, when Israel became a community, uh, what happened was uh, they said, we want to have a king like everyone else. And God said, no! I want to be your God. And I want you to be my people. And that's the relationship that I want to have with you. And so what happened as the, as the, as the community grew, as it formed, right? They begin to have more and more people because more and more kids, more and more kids, more and more people. And so then in order to be a community, as I mentioned before last week, if you were here, everything is connected in order to be a community, they needed funds. And God said, okay, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to do it through the tithe. That's the word you've heard if you've ever been in church. The word is tithe. And He say, okay, we have a tithe that you, you, the, the, the community has to give. Now, you have to understand something. The community is giving to the community. It's not me outside the community giving to the community. It's me in the community giving to my community. Very important that you understand this. I'll share this a little bit more because God actually gave me a little vision as we were worshiping in the first gathering, uh, and, I'll, and I'll share with you in a, in, a, in a minute. And so what happened was he said, listen, you know, there's, there's going to be these guys, they're going to be priests, and I, they get nothing. They get no land, they get nothing. And so they're going to get support from the tithe the, the that comes in. And then the, from the tithe that comes in, we're going to build a temple and we're going to build a, a structure and, and that's going to go to the maintenance of that structure. And then, and then we're going to give a tithe that's going to help uh, support the, the festivals and the, the different uh, uh, celebrations that we do. And so we give a tithe for that. And then we're going to give a tithe for, uh, for the poor. Very important. A tithe was given just for the poor to help the poor. And then above and beyond that, above and beyond that, there was the offerings. There were free will offerings that you could give to show that you, you cared. Now the tithe was an obligation that you must give as the part of the community. You must give it as an obligation. OK? Now, if you think you know where I'm going, you have no idea. so just stay with me. You absolutely have no idea where I'm going. OK? So here's the pastor talking about money again. No, I'm not. I'm not. Trust me. But this is what was this. I'm just giving you the history. And so the tithe was giving. And, and then above those was the offerings. And so you would give because you love God, because of your sin, because of things you would just give out of your own. That was the free will offering. So you had the obligation, and then you had the free will offering. And just so you know those that, that to talk about tithe, this tithe, when you add up this tithe, it was about 23% of their income. It wasn't 10%. It was 23% if you add all the giving up. Okay? So this is the origin of the whole situation. This is how it all worked. Now, when you gave your tithe, when you gave your offering... That was an act of worship to God okay and now this is where I just want to just kind of share my thoughts this morning as I was worshiping this picture in my mind it was such a beautiful picture it was it was amazing because see so here's the idea remember in the Old Testament where where they had the tabernacle and they built this tabernacle and then they were wandering through the desert and they would take this tabernacle and they would move it when god told them to move and they would place it and then they would build their community around the tabernacle that's what would happen and so you have in the center you have the worship of god and then around it you had the community and that was one big community they were all connected and at times they would they would they would give their offerings and and offerings would also be sacrifices and when they did it a smoke would rise from the center of the community, and it says it would be a sweet fragrance to God. This morning while I was worshiping, I just all of a sudden just got this picture of of us as a community, and from that community as we worshiped, a fragrance was going up to God and it was pleasing to him as we gave our sacrifice of praise as we told him how much we loved him as a community it floated up to God and then I got a picture of not just our community but then I started seeing the world and from the world I saw all this like these smoke coming up from all different places in the world and how it was a sweet smelling fragrance to God and then I realized wait a minute there's a time difference. And so, like, right now, like, let's say right now in Surabaya, uh, they, they, they start their, their, their gatherings at 1030, just like we start ours. Right now, there's a smoke rising up from Surabaya, from the churches there who are worshiping while we're here. And then when they get done, another place and another place. So all day long, there is just smoke rising up to God as an offering to Him. And it's a sweet-smelling fragrance. This is what the community is called to do. As a community we are to give a sweet smelling fragrance to God. And see, remember last week I talked about how everything is connected and so what I do in my sacrifice of praise and in my offering God doesn't say Oh, Wes, you did this. He doesn't say that. He says, Oh, community here at the IC center, this is what you did. According to what he did. That's not remember I talked about that's not fair. Like, so if Wes doesn't give and God gets mad at the He doesn't get mad at it, he gets mad at the community, not the individual. Doesn't make sense to me, but that's why everything is connected. See, we are a community. And here's the thing, the mistake that we have made in our lives, it has happened in the Christian church, and now I'm not teaching, I'm preaching. It has happened in the Christian church, it has happened in the minds of pastors, it's happened in the minds of believers, it might even have happened to you this morning. As I was worshiping in just, just less than 20 minutes ago, I realized it. The question is this, did you come today... Right? Did you say to yourself, I'm coming to church as if it was something separate than you? Or did you say, I'm coming with my family together to worship him? See, you see the difference? Big difference between the two. And see, this is what happens in, 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 our, in our giving. In the way we give, we separate. We say, okay, I'm going to give to the church. We just separated ourselves from the community, it doesn't work that way. It's not the way it works. When you separate yourself like that, guess what you just separated? You just separated your heart from the community of the believers. God doesn't look at it like that. This is a community. And we, as a community, give an offering to God. It's a sweet-smelling fragrance to God, or it's not. This is the whole idea of how a community was supposed to work in the Old Testament. I qualified that because you'll see not much different next week, but a little bit, just a little, just enough to cause you to think. So in the Old Testament, there was, there was principles, and I just want to share three principles with you as to how it all worked as a community was to live as a people of God. First, the easiest one to cover, it's in Proverbs, but it's more than just in Proverbs, but it it makes it very precise in Proverbs. Proverbs 3 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best or first fruits of everything that you produce. Now, I want to break that down a little bit, and I want to tell you that the first part of that, honor the Lord with your wealth, is not giving. It's not about giving at all. It has nothing to do with giving. It has to do with honoring God with the things that you have been given. So, for example, I used the word clothing. I talked about clothing, right? So God gives us cloth, right? And we make clothing with it, right? Some clothing isn't very honorable, amen? There are things that are made and are worn that you know probably shouldn't be worn in public. Let's just say it that way, right? Matter of fact, in everything God gives us, we have a choice on whether we want to make it into something honorable or something not honorable. God gave us sex. We can make it honorable or we can make it not honorable. God gave us uh, everything we have, God gave it to us. We can either become honorable with it, honoring God with it, or we don't. That's how it works. And so my question would be this. When your name is used, are you consider him a, uh, considered an honorable man? A godly man. One who would be looked at and said, yep, he honors God with things he has. He's an honorable man. See, that's how it works. That's what it's all about. So the first thing is honor. Do you honor God with the things that you have been given? That's the first part of that. The second part of that is to give of the first fruits to God. Now, the question is, do you give your first fruits or do you give your leftovers? You know, like, do you say, I pay my bills this, I take care of my family that, I do this, I buy this, and then, oh, okay, here's what I have left over, God you can have that. That's last fruits. That's not first fruits. That's leftovers. And I have a feeling that the blessing isn't in the leftover. Can I get an amen? I'm sorry. Again, I'm just the messenger. I know these things are difficult, but I'm just, I'm just giving you what I got. I'm not really sorry, it's just, you know. (laughs) It's just the truth, it's the truth. Now, when you give of the first fruits, which means the first of everything, what you're doing, this amazing thing here when you're giving the first fruits, when you give the first fruits, what you're saying is, God, you are first, not only in this produce, not only in what I'm giving first, but you are first in everything else that comes after that. And that's why God wants us to give the first fruits because he wants us to give saying God you deserve it first before anything else. And not only that when you give of the first fruits you're not only saying God I'm going to put you first that puts you first in everything else but also it says God I'm putting you first which means I want you included in everything else after that. So you include God in everything else after that that's why if you give leftovers he's not really involved in what you do but when you give first you're saying you're I want you involved in everything God you know I've often heard it said you know and this is this is this is kind of a oh boy isn't oh well you get what you get and sometimes you get upset anyways um, I, I've often heard it said you know when God does this, I will give this. That's not first fruits. That's not first fruits. That's result fruit. That's fruits based on results. If God does this, I will give this much. It's not first fruits. And I'm going to quote a friend of mine who said this to me yesterday, and I told him I was going to steal it because I believe it's true. You will never be set free from money you will never understand the freedom of money until you give your first fruits and you give it sacrificially beyond what you're able and it will set you free it will change the way you look at things i'm serious and i and and because as soon as he said it i've experienced it i know where i've said you know what god i don't know i have no idea god Here it is. I'm giving it to you. I don't know how I'm giving it to you. I'm not even sure why I'm giving it to you, but I'm giving it to you. It sets me free. It does something miraculous inside my life. It changes the way I look at money. It changes my life. It changes everything about me when I do that. And you will never understand it until you do it, at least once. Trust me, and I'm not trying to tell you to give. I don't care. It's not about that. I'm just trying to show you something. But it will set you free. It'll change your life. I, I, I want to chase a rabbit, but I won't. Uh, I want to say something else, but I won't. So giving of the first fruits to God. Now it's interesting in, in Proverbs 3:10, it says, you know, give, honor the Lord with your with, with all of your wealth and, and give the best of the first fruits. Uh, to God it goes on in verse 10 it says and then the best part best part of everything then you will your barns will be filled with grain and your vats will be overflowing with wine so God gives you a promise in that and you'll always overflow when you give to God but you'll always overflow afterwards not before okay you might overflow before but it won't be from god he'll just he'll just be so gracious to you he, but trust me something will happen when you do first okay so that was the first thing and then the second uh, principle was the giving was to support the temple and the priests see the levites were not given any money and they didn't have anything and so uh he, they were to give money to take care of the priest and the levites and i'm not saying that to be honest with you you know uh, you don't support me, just so you know you don't. Um, I get money from another place to do what I do, so you don't support me, you help me once in a while, most of that money I give away, but, <laughs> but really, I, I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get my support from, from ICC, IFGF, I don't, so this is not, I'm not saying this so you support me, because you don't, okay? So I just wanna show you history, what's going on, okay? And so what's very interesting here is he says, but be careful not to treat the holy gift of the people of Israel as though it were common. So what is given is holy. It's a holy gift. That's the first thing we have to understand. It's a holy gift that's given. So what you give is considered holy. Now here's how it works. Notice he's talking to, basically he's talking to the priest here. So here's how it works. Okay? Here's how it works. God is watching you when you give. God is watching the leadership on Monday as to what they get. You understand? So God's never going to get, he's never going to judge the the community by what the, if the priest did or did not do the right thing with the money. He's judging the priest by that but the, he doesn't judge the priest by what the people don't give or give. You understand? There's two sides. There's you and your giving, the community's giving, and then there's what you do with the money. What you do with the money is judge, the leadership is judged by that. What is given is it's you. Does that make sense? Very important that you do that. Very important you understand this. This is why it's, it's a little bit perplexing. That God would say, that, that, that Jesus would say, you know, pay your taxes because they're cheating and stealing and, uh, yeah, but he never, he, he, he's not going to, he's going to talk to them about that. He's going to talk about you, about you paying. Make sense? It's just the fair thing. I'm just trying to be honest and straightforward with you, okay? So this is, this is the second part is that that's what the giving was for, the maintenance of the temple, all of that stuff. And then finally, and something very, very important, and that is the giving of the, to the community was to help the poor and support the needs, those in need. Now, that's why I am like thrilled that we're doing things like the medical clinic for free. To me, that's like, that's what, that's what this is where we're going, people. This is what we're doing. We want to help the poor and we want to help those in need. This is why we give money away. This is why we do these kind of things. And we will continue to do that kind of stuff because that's what we're supposed to do as a community. See, the community is supposed to be the light of God to the nations. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be a light to the nations. We're supposed to be a blessing to the nations. And so we're supposed to help the poor. And if you look in the Old Testament, Throughout the whole Old Testament, over and over again, God, through the prophets, are yelling at the people, his people, his community, about not helping the poor. We must help the poor. Now, I'm going to add something to that. And and Did I say I was going to be teaching? Because I'm doing a little bit more of a preaching style right now. Um, I want you to know, if you're part of this community, if you're in need, we will help you. The Bible says in Acts that there was no need among them. This one really, uh, I want to use the word plagues me. This one really bothers me. I want to make sure that I, this gives me uh, something that I definitely want to do. If you are in need, we want to help you. Now, we can't help you if we don't know. So if you don't say something, and can I be honest with you? The reason why you don't say something is because you're malu. And I can't, I can't do anything with that. I can't help pride. We don't care if you're in need, meaning we don't, it does, we don't judge you. We help you. So if you are in need, we want to help you. And we will do everything we can to help you. We'll help you get a job if you need one. We'll help you do whatever you need. We want to help you. That's what the community is supposed to do with each other. Can I get an amen? Amen. But if you don't tell us, there's nothing we can do about it. So when we, have like, when we have a seminar, we use that money to pay for the seminar. If you don't have money, you just say, hey, I don't have money for that seminar. You come. We'll let you come. We'll get someone else to pay. We'll find a way. We don't want anybody to be excluded because of just a little nothing, which is called money. Now I'm preaching. But we don't want anybody... This is why we we, we do emotional uh, things and and we help them with spiritually and emotionally and physically. We want to help every area of people's lives. I often use this expression here at at our community. I always say it this way, uh, my desire, my goal is to be the richest, poorest church in Bali. Which means every dime we get, we're given out. We didn't come to save money. We came to help. We came to serve. We came to give out. We came to build schools. We came to build all this, to do whatever it takes to make sure that we as a community are a blessing to others. And I use the word we. That's why you didn't come to church this morning. You came to family. You are in the family. You, I think, I hope, that you're part of the community. And as a community, we're called to rise up and be a sweet smelling fragrance in God's, God's uh, nose, his nostril. That's what's supposed to happen. So these, this is, this is Old Testament stuff, okay? I, wanted to, I had to give this to you so you can start with the basis uh, because to me, and, and I'll, I'll just say it it, 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 it drives me absolutely crazy. If you knew what, if you knew the things that drive me crazy, Wes knows the things that drive me crazy. I, I tell him all the time, I need someone to yell at besides my wife. She gets tired of hearing me yell. Uh, and, and when I say yell, I don't yell at her. I just yell about things. Um, the question people always ask, is is tithing, are we supposed to tithe? If you're asking that question, you do not understand God and what he has desired for you and your life. And you don't understand Jesus' way. You don't. And I'll explain it next week. That's a teaser for next week. Teaser for next week. When I hear that question, I'm like, it's the wrong question. It's not even, it's not even, it's, it's not even part of the equation. That's not how God thinks. That's obligation. Okay? But these are the four things that basically are part of the Old Testament uh, thinking, the, and, and, and if you think the Old Testament is different than the New Testament, it is a bit, but again, it's another question that's really not the right question to ask. So it's honor the Lord with all your possessions. Be honorable. Give of the first fruits to the Lord. It shows that you put him first. Giving of the temple, a, a, a giving to support the temple and the priests and all of the stuff that happens, the, the kids' church, all of that stuff. And giving support to support the community of the poor, that's what's supposed to be, that was the original intent. I didn't cover everything, but that's the original intent of a community where God is their God and we are his people.